0: Hello, it's me, Rich Terring. Welcome to this special Rahulastapa recorded at the Henley Festival. It's very posh here, you won't believe it. Fiona Allen is coming up, it's lots of fun. We're doing lots of Rahulastapas on the road, and I'm also, all of August from the 2nd to the 25th, apart from Mondays, performing Rahulastapa at the Newtown Theatre, 1.30pm every day. It's a different guest every day. Every single podcast will be released within 24 hours, on the usual feeds, so you'll be able to hear them all for free at home. But why not come along and listen to them? Go to com slash gigs for links, and also for the autumn tour, which is coming all over the UK. Go to uk to become a member and provide us some money for this wonderful service so we can pay to make more podcasts. Thank you very much. Now let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahalastapur. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Henley Festival. Please welcome a man who has got a massive crowd in here. You won't believe it when you hear it at home. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, hello, Henley. Oh, what is it? Listen to that noise. It's insane out here, I tell you, it's insane. Uh, we're at the Henley Festival, we're up against the uh, Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and Aled Jones. Uh, last year, it was, I was up against uh, Will Young, not for the first time, and uh, it was about the same, I have to say, it's about the same number of people, so uh, that's fine, as long as it's not less. And honestly, people, I can see three people coming in, that's almost going to double, double the audience... We're going to have a good time, don't worry. So welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's uh, Lark Stretching Time podcast. Uh, uh, You've got to come up with a new idea for podcasts. Uh, I've changed direction a bit. Each week we're going to get a different bird and just see how far it can be stretched. In quite an oblique tribute to Monty Python, which most of you are not going to get. Uh, Though I was hanging around with the emoticon who wears the sunglasses. I don't know if you know him. Uh, He calls it Rahulastapus. I don't know if that's going (laughs) to... Well, really no one knows who I am here. So it's fine. And we're in Henley-on-Thames. It's a difficult place to uh, describe... This is an odd gig in that everybody is wearing tuxedos um, in the whole festival. I imagine it's like that all the time in Henley, Uh, in any case. Uh, (laughs) It's not full of cunts, but it's 80%. 80%, 80%, I would say. If if Waitrose became a town, it would be Henley-on-Thames. I think that's fair to say. That's, uh, the big news in Henley this week is uh, the proposed new zebra crossing on Grey's Road. So I don't know if people are pro or anti that. You've got till July the 19th to register any comments with the uh, council about it. Think it's a good idea, that... that. Uh, yeah? No, looking for... It's, it's, good, it's good for the public school. Oh, Catholic school, uh, same thing. So, um, yeah. good for the Catholic school. Um, and, uh, of course, the Black Death wiped out 60% of the population of Henley, which, frankly, was just not quite enough for my like <laughs> We <laughs> came so, so close to getting rid of all of them. Um, but it's been a, a nice week for me. It's lovely to be here. And I, I, You're leaving? Oh, my goodness. We've lost, we've lost 10% of the audience. Oh, it's too, is it too rude? Nice. I am being nice. Uh, if, you, if you think I'm going to be nice, you're really in the wrong place. Go and see Alec Jones. <laughs> Though, you know, he, he did have that trouble, didn't he? So, uh, it's, um... Uh, I'm going to be nice. I'll be lovely. We love I, love... I love Henley. This is about the fourth time I've been to Henley in, like, the last 12 months. You'd think I'd be doing better, wouldn't you, with a, People came to see the book thing I did, not they, in the theatre? Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, I, I love it. Thank you. It's good to see you. I, you might be my interviewee, by the sound of it, uh, tonight. Um... Oh, my daughter's uh, uh, given gave me an emergency question, which I might uh, check out. My daughter's now four and a half, so it's, that's p- sort of prime emergency question. Can I live in Henley, Daddy? It, it, it wasn't, can I live in Henley, Daddy? No, it wasn't. That. And you might be my daughter. It's possible if I'd had sex before I was 22. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, she, her, her emergency question is, how, what does a rainbow smell of? Quite, quite a good question. Uh, told her to shut up, it's made of light, it doesn't smell of anything. Uh, so, she's a fucking idiot. Uh, so, uh, please welcome my guest tonight. Uh, she's probably best known for being the voice of Claudia Schiffer in a TV commercial for the Citroen Zara Coupe. That's why we're all here tonight, that's what's dragged the people in. And they're all coming in, there's a lovely woman with a lovely pearl necklace. Uh, saw you before the show. Uh, so... Uh, uh, It's Fiona Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is, Fiona. Allen. Come on in. Welcome. Come on in. You you could have dressed up, Fiona. So, it's welcome to the show. You have to pick up that microphone if you want to. I know. (laughs) Thank you. How are you doing? So, were you the voice... Were you the voice of Claudia Schiffer in an an advert? Because it was a little bit of uh, trivia on IMDB that you were the voice of... No, that's true,
1: actually. It was a little bit, because I'm not supposed to say it, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was. Because she's got that kind of strange supermodel accent, and she couldn't pronounce a word. Right. Um, Well, she could, but everyone went, "What? What? what? What is she saying? And so they got me in to do...
0: One word? Yeah, the and, and
1: then they had to kind of, start, sort of slice what it What word couldn't it. she pronounce? I can't remember now, but it was when she walked down the stairs and there was a big car, you know, it was all in gold and yeah. there was a car. And I think she had some pants that she was throwing out of, wow.
0: over the staircase. Well, it was a little I- bit weird. It's, uh, it's on the IMDB uh, page, so, yeah. you know, it's not, the, the news is out there. I haven't broken it. Uh, it's them. ages ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I but no, I
1: did, I did do that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you yeah. have to get into that role? Did you have to act live as a supermodel ri- for a few yeah. months beforehand?
1: I mean, I do a lot of voiceovers, yeah. so it's just, you know, you go and chat, and that yeah. was the one I had to do, just mess about and then okay. go home. <laughs> Bit of a weird job for the day, being yeah. Claudia Schiffer.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's a exciting. Word. <laughs> it was exciting. So, yeah. uh, there's lots of exciting things to talk to you about. Mm. Uh, um, I did not know that you played yourself in a film because you worked at the Hacienda, and you worked for Factory Records. Yeah, that was... And you was my... played yourself in the 24-hour party, people. Yeah,
1: I did. Uh, that's my only real job, working in a nightclub. Right. It's my only proper job.
0: Yeah. So how old were you when you were doing that? Uh, in my you... 20s, I think. Yeah.
1: Um, and it was a bit of a crazy time, that nightclub. Well, you know, Happy yeah. Mondays.
0: Yeah.
1: And all that Manchester scene, the Manchester scene. Um, and all the gangsters and everything else going on. Really good fun, musically.
0: Yeah, well, it was yeah. That was the, the you were right at the heart of that big explosion of yeah that, that scene in that, that then went on to be in the film, and then they got you to play yourself in the film.
1: Yeah, I mean, You're I think just a
0: little tiny. Part I'm there.
1: not sure if it was because I was just there, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just did that. That time we were just messing around really, and Coogan was in playing Wilson, wasn't yeah, he? So, yeah. but I mean, it was just good fun. Anyway, okay. It was good fun. So yeah, I did.
0: What were they like, the Happy Mondays in real life? What was Bez like in real life?
1: Oh, he's lovely, Bez. Oh,
0: good.
1: Yeah, he's really lovely. I mean, I remember um, my he's now my husband, um, but it was a first date.
0: Bez is your husband. <laughs> no, no, my okay. husband is my husband. Oh, okay, Bez okay. is not my
1: husband. <laughs> that would be um, cool.
0: That'd be a, that would be a good exclusive if you I, had two I, husbands.
1: And I remember when I met him and we went, like, it was one of our first dates and we went to Ali Pali and there was a big Manchester night going on there and um, I'd really not been out with him very you know, very. I was like probably a couple of times anyway. So we went yeah. off there and walked walked up, and the first person I met was Bez. <laughs> well, you're going to get this because you obviously know who he is, and I know you don't. But I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to do.
0: It's not a very Henley story. Sorry, it's the people at the people at home a, are loving this. We can play to the people at It's not a Henley story
1: because this. this is about the Happy Mondays, and Bez was the one who used to just stand there with maracas with. Like eyes like this, and I'd got this new boyfriend, and I was kind of trying to slightly impress him, <laughs> and he walked up, and the first person <laughs> came up to me was Bez, and he went, alright, Fee, I think I'll peak too soon. <laughs> it was just, like, tragic. And It'd be like, good anyway, if he was there
0: for the rest of the date, just dancing in yeah, front of me, yeah, tambourines.
1: Um, but they were really loads of fun, those guys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was just kind of like lots of parties, and lots of fun, and I really liked their music, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big gang, you know, really in Manchester, that, yeah. that because of the Hacienda. And everyone, we'd go off to Paris for parties just for the weekend and come back. And then we'd go to Amsterdam for parties and come back. And it was just loads and loads of fun. And that was my only proper job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yes. Yeah, and you were presuming you were working for Tony Wilson? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, which, you know, and obviously Tony's passed away now, yeah. uh, but he was an amazing man did a lot for Manchester, really clever man, went to Cambridge, I think he, he came from Salford and um, he was just so pro the north of England and he would let anybody do anything, like you could, you just come up with an idea and go, Tony, Tony, I've got this great idea, I did this once, I don't know why, I, I don't know why I did this, I've got this great idea, why don't we just open a shop? And sell all the factory stuff, you know, all that kind of factory memorabilia. Because it's worldwide. People are just factory nuts, aren't they? And everything's yeah. got its own little fact number. And he went, yeah, all right then. <laughs> and that was it. You'd get yeah. a shop. I said, I think, I th- I think factory should open, um, should have a men's clothing. Because um, he was all into Paul Smith and yeah. Comme des Garcons. He was always kind of very well dressed. And, um, and he'd go, yeah, okay then. So get a load of people <laughs> sitting around saying, okay, well, let's come up with a clothing line. And, you know, he was really brilliant at just letting people come up with ideas. He was so creative. He was the worst businessman you've ever met in your life. I mean, (laughs) utterly hopeless, which is why everything kind of failed that he did. It always looked nice, though. (laughs) Yeah. Always looked great. Got Ben Kelly design Factory Records' new building, and it had the most beautiful doors with Japanese oak. They were stunning. I mean, in, in Manchester, that part of Manchester wasn't really that interesting. It was a little bit run down and they got hold of this building. It was so stunning and they get a load of Mancunians going, it's a really nice door. <laughs> <laughs> really nice door. Japanese oak, like, really nice door. Couldn't afford it.
0: But that's there should be more business people like that. I mean, that's sort of what... Yeah. About- the ethos yeah. of Go Faster Stripe, who are behind this, Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans, not that one, who uh, runs this. He mm. just likes to spend. The, he makes some money and he'll spend it on something. I mean, yeah. just making more stupid comedy. He'll do not doors, but he if you yeah. give him enough. Well, they do anything. I
1: mean, you know, good. even the accountant, <laughs> the accountant at Factory would be going. I'd go, I want to go off somewhere, and I go. Can I just? Can I borrow your car? And I was a kid, really. And had this really nice murk. He'd go. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> just borrow his car. Was off and come back again. It was totally full of free spirits. Lovely, lovely time. Lots <laughs> of fun.
0: And so you went to convent school, is that right? It's I quite, did, got It's been I quite went. difficult to find. There's very few interviews with you, Fiona. You're a very private individual. This is your first podcast you've ever appeared on. It is.
1: On. No, it's true, actually. I don't really... So, um, I, I like you Richard even if you. you wore a suit tonight which annoyed me <laughs> I, I was really smart and I'm just going to tell you this I was really smart before I came out and I had a beautiful black velvet jacket and I was really really and I thought oh, Jesus it's Richard he'd be really scruffy <laughs> and, I, and I just got
0: changed I just have so much respect for the people of Henley that I, uh, <laughs> I thought I should dress up for this audio podcast. Yeah. I've worn this suit so far for Kay Meller and for you. It's because it's, it's just it's a the, lovely suit. It's, for, but the, you it's know. for the classy ladies I want to impress. That's why I, that's why I wear this. Yeah. Good. So,
1: well, I did. I went, to a, I went to a convent grammar school. Yeah. Taught by Irish nuns all my life, really. Yes. Um, it's obviously a very repressed teenager.
2: Right. I could
1: write about it in Latin, which is fine. <laughs> my misery. Yeah. And. um... And uh, yeah, the Irish nuns were lovely. You know that lovely lilting, softly, kindly accent where they tell me I'd burn in hell,
2: <laughs>
1: and then off you go, you're a lovely girl, but you'll be dying in pain in all eternity. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be that was lovely, lovely schooling.
0: Yeah, It's good fun. It's quite a weird. Was that where was that in you were born Lancashire. in Lancashire? Yeah. yeah,
1: because I'm half Spanish, so I've got a Spanish Catholic mum. Right. Okay. And so obviously, you know, we have to we'd have to go to Catholic schools. Um, and even, you know, if I'd wake up at night... Um, I remember them actually having a little bit of a... Not an argument, but they were, they were talking about... My tooth had come out. And my mum, okay, my mum, she thought like this. So uh, my mum and dad had been married for years and years. He still can't pronounce the name properly, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is my dad introducing my mum to someone. This is my wife.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> um, but my mum was there, you know, and... He was trying to leave me 50p for the tooth fairy. Right. But in Spain, there isn't a the fairy. Right. It's a little mouse called Raton. And I woke up to them having a little chat. It's a fairy. <laughs> it's, <a mouse. laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a mouse. It's a fairy. It's a mouse. It's a fairy. It's a mouse. I kind of woke up. My mom went, Oh, Fiona, we woke you up. I'm oh, terribly sorry. You turn and look at baby Jesus and go to sleep. <laughs> and I'd turn and look at all the red religious artifacts all around the house. And baby Jesus was there like this you know nails in his
0: feet baby jesus was and that's there. what i mean yeah. that was her
1: little baby jesus <laughs> baby jesus was on the cross <laughs> like okay what we'll have any nightmares Cut so yeah the middle man
0: a... you know he might as well he was he was de- destined to die wasn't he so you might as well get it over with well, so they should have strung him up straight away that's what herod was trying to do Not that's true by him.
1: That, that that's true so it? um yeah i mean that was very catholic very very catholic upbringing um and so we'd you know obviously you'd think well you know you can look forward to your summer holidays yeah. um, and we'd pack our suitcases and go to the airport to go and <laughs> stay with my dad who worked in Saudi Arabia <laughs> so we'd stay there for the summer
0: right <laughs> <laughs> lots to do were you rebellious in the in the convent school or were you a, were you a good a good people
1: Um, I was really naughty, Uh, yeah, really, really naughty, Um, but cheeky naughty, you know, a likeable rogue, they used to describe me as, (laughs) you're a likeable rogue Fiona Allen, but you don't listen, and um, I would turn all the religious paintings upside down and skidaddle off and, you know, just escape over the wall and go and get lollies for everybody, (laughs) I got lollies for everybody,
0: was it, did you, the have, meat cake. did you have to stay, were you boarding at the school or was it, was no it... it was an ex boarding school okay.
1: and I was meant to go to boarding school yeah. especially when my dad was in Saudi because yeah. everybody uh, went to boarding school that the kids of the other people that worked there yeah. but right at the last minute my mum you know little Spanish mum they don't yeah. do that do you know what I mean yeah. so they she sort of stopped it just at the last minute okay um, but my, one of my friends who who was a boarder um, and actually at the same compound in Saudi said to me, "You, you would have just been expelled." Anyway. <laughs> so forget it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of. Do you think, does that? I, I was talking to Caroline Quentin in a podcast that will actually go out after this one, uh, who was a, who was at a boarding school. Mm. Uh, but I was. I've been reading Robin Ince's book about why people become comedians and. <laughs> having you know trauma in their childhood. So it's mm. often like being adopted or losing a parent or going, things like going to boarding school. Mm. Do you think, that a, does think a convent school brought out the comedian in you or do you think you Well, I think beginning? so because
1: if anybody is Catholic, I mean, but seriously Catholic, um, you know, remembering when we were like seven or eight, you take your first Holy Communion, you've got to dress up like you're about to get married. You're in a full wedding dress with a veil. I mean, it's nuts if you think about it. Yeah. And you go in and go, you've got to go and... Tell that man who's behind a piece of wood all your things that you've lied about. I mean, on you're a little kid, on I, I used to have to make up my lies because I didn't know what to say. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> so,
0: I, so that was the lie. You could have said this whole confession was yeah. to lie. I mean, I've, I've been really good. Yeah. I know Jesus died for my sins, but I haven't done any, and I re- kind of re- that's I resent thing. Him for dying for my sins when I wasn't planning to do any, to be honest.
1: I know, but that's the thing. I'd be in trouble for not saying stuff, <laughs> right. so I had to make it up. I mean, it's yeah. just you know a religious, and it's kind of quite oppressive. So I think you know that does make you, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, if you want to send kids to Catholic school, there's a good one here, and it's going to have a zebra <laughs> crossing outside it, so that's going to be road I heard safety. Yeah. Okay. So there's at least one Catholic in the audience tonight. <laughs> Good to, good to see him still around. Uh, uh, and good to see this still going after all this time. Just think <laughs> about it for a second. Uh, and I'm going to talk about your granddad. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but your granddad was a hangman. <laughs> Harry Allen, he's famous.
1: Yep. Uh, you can't choose your family. <laughs> don't know what to say about that. You lot probably had your grandparents reading you Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and I had him telling me about a Killing a Nazi or something. But yeah, um,
0: Well that's all right. It's all no, right I really did. killing it was a Nazi. Right.
1: This, this is where I explains why I do comedy. Yeah, maybe dig, yeah, dig slightly. I wasn't actually gonna mention that. It's a bit of a um, killer party mode, but <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That's true. He did do that as
0: a job. It yeah, was um, a job that needed doing.
1: Uh, yeah, and At he didn't the make the he didn't make the decision, no. and the judge did. But doesn't make it any better. I've tried to convince myself. <laughs> it's all right. He didn't really. It's not good, is it? No. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's sort of. It, it was an interesting. I don't. I don't think you can judge him for it exactly. It's an interesting slice of our history that that was a. A job in that generation is no longer a job, obviously.
1: There's a lot of stuff there that you don't know about, though. Yeah. uh, Top secret, and it all goes under there. Because there's a lot going on that we didn't know about, and I don't think they'll ever let us know. Okay. At the end
0: of the war. Did your granddad tell you any of that, and can you tell me what it was now? (laughs) He did. Okay. (laughs)
1: And no, I can't. (laughs) But it's fascinating, really. Um, But God, thank God uh, thank God it doesn't happen anymore. So...
0: If you had to hang someone, Richard Herring, what? stop, <laughs> stop. If you had to, would you give it a go? Would you think you could give it a crack? It's in the jeans, isn't it? It's got to be there. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? He puts one suit on and thinks, so. <laughs> "Geez, uh, I, I genuinely couldn't. I'm, okay. I, I couldn't honestly." Well, if they were
0: na if they were a Nazi and they'd been really bad, right? You know what? No yeah. means no. <laughs> I think it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, know. it was an interesting. It's bizarre. Yeah, it doesn't, it's that social history, in the social history sense. I understand it's a, it's a mm. different thing if it's connected to you. If you, it, you. You knew you died in 92 or something like that, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. yeah. So you knew him pretty well. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I knew about it. It's just one of those things that,
0: yeah.
1: you know, people would think was a little bit weird, but you can't do anything about it, can I? I mean, you know, I can't change it. I can't change it.
0: If you could change now, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what color? Well, I'd uh, rather what... he was a juggler. I mean, What's, you know, uh...
1: if I could. <laughs> What, to be fair, uh, a baker, maybe, or something.
0: What do you think uh, rainbows smell of?
1: I think they smell of sweet shops. Yeah, I'm I went, I went sure, but... Yeah.
0: Actually, when my, my, my daughter asks. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might be right. Yeah. We were making rainbows... How are we going to know? Well, it's hard, isn't it? We were making rainbows on the floor through the re- reflectors on her bike, and they were coming up on the carpet. They're not real rainbows, are they? You can't sniff them. And you can't go and sniff an actual rainbow, can you? They always move away from you. Just lie. You know? Pretend you have. yeah. I think it's a good question. They probably do smell of something. Ferret, Just because we question. can't smell Sweet. it doesn't mean they don't smell as well. You know, you're living in a humo- human centric world where you think, oh, I can't smell light. But if you had the capacity to smell light, you might find out what it smelled like. And it probably smells of poo or something. It's my guess. It probably is. It's traveled a long way. It's been alive for a long time, is not it? It's good. To... No? It, it,
2: it, well... I mean, does
0: it really? Is me saying that light smells of poo the worst thing you've heard already this <laughs> evening? Oh, how dare you say light smells of poo? Now he's having to go at light now. It was all right when he was having to go at Henley, but when he started actually mocking light, (laughs) what if all the light decides to go from Henley as a result of this? Be good. Um, (laughs) You are married to Michael Parkinson. That's uh, an interesting... Junior. Ah. Ah, that's not as good. Yeah, not him. That's not as good. Son of. I'd like you and Parky. I've been compared to Michael Parkinson... Uh, favorably, I mm. mean, I think he's the the king of the chat show. But he's not bad, um, is he? But yeah, it's, uh, because because of the long form basis of this interview, mm-hmm. he didn't ask people if uh, rainbows had a smell or if they would hang people if they got the chance. No, nope, but didn't. apart from that, I'm quite I'm quite I'm quite like him. I think. What do you reckon?
1: I think that's lovely that you think that, Richard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm do. from Yorkshire. He's from Yorkshire. Yorkshire.
1: Are you from Yorkshire? I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, never mind
0: and i talked to people in a long form interview so we're the same
1: okay that's good you are <laughs>
0: uh you're married to his son michael parkinson yes. if you had a son would you call him the same as or a daughter would you call them the same i mean i know you have got both of those things Would well, you call them the Mike, same name but, as you as well there's a michael
1: tucked in there with my son there, yeah. but it's in the, Basically
0: middle. the middle that's that's allowed but
1: people used to that's do allowed. that then they would talk they'd call their son there's probably people in the audience you've got a son with the same name or, yeah, no, people weird. used to do that it's kind of quite a normal thing I, think.
0: Well, like king, I don't think people do Kings it now, but Kings did huh? Kings often did it and it was King Henry the I King Henry II maybe
1: he thinks he's a king,
0: king, Henry, king just George, him off and ask the, him. there were a load of King Georges in a row weren't they probably all father and son it's arrogant I think, oh, Michael Parkinson I've got off. <laughs> I don't blame your husband it's not his fault he had no choice in the matter he had to go along with it but if you see Michael Parkinson okay. tell him I'm angry with him about that okay I will Oh, don't, don't, because I want to try and get him on as a guest. No, no, I won't. I'm going to try and get him on as a no, guest. And I then I definitely I'll, will. Then I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Once he's on, the first thing I'm going to I think you are the worst person on earth for calling, for calling your, son your son the same, same name.
1: name. I, d- I do actually think it's, it, it, it's something that uh, people just did, used to do then. Yeah, I think it's English.
0: nice, really. I'm only joking. I was, that's what, when my wife was, I, I couldn't t- take any of the naming stuff seriously, so I always came up with joke names. But I was, I was keen like? to name both. Well, I've done, I think I've done it before, but anything with red in the, for herring. So red herring, <laughs> scarlet herring, ruby herring, Rufus herring is a, means red-haired one. Uh, she, I nearly got that one through because she didn't know that Rufus was a red-haired one. Yeah. She liked Rufus. We, you know, my son was very nearly Rufus until I did admit that it was, that was the reason I'd done it. Uh, and, and Richard, I just thought I was saying, can we just call them Richard, both Richard Herring?
1: Oh, even little <laughs> yeah, oh. the little girl. Yeah, the girl, she was
0: first Richard Herring. Richard Herring Junior, Richard Herring the second. I like that. Yeah. Just that's... call all your kids your own name. because <laughs> Lots get of my...
1: little Richard Herring's all trying to smell rainbows. Yeah. Oh, your house. No, oh,
0: smelling rainbows. <laughs> oh, Idiot. Sweet. Idiot. Um, and uh, <laughs> you went to drama school.
1: Yeah, kind of. Right. I did two years of drama. Yeah, um, that's going to drama school. But I realised quite quickly that I, you know, wasn't that particularly interested in doing Greek, Theater or the classics or anything like that, and I sort of um, really loved comedy, but it wasn't that kind of drama school. I'm probably the only person who was into comedy, right. so it was full on kind of West End twirlies, as I call them. Right, and uh, I shouldn't have said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you to say things you shouldn't say. That's all right. That's I think that's affectionate. Yeah, West End twirlies. That's nice. Yeah. Dancers, um,
1: musicals, but I wasn't really into that. No. So, and also. Because I'm northern, there was a teacher there, and it's happened to me a couple of times, actually, where somebody said, you really got to learn to speak properly. And I went, but I do lots of characters, lots of accents, lots of voices. I don't want to change my accent. I'm quite happy with a northern accent. I don't really care. And...
0: But yeah. that, the, most people in Henley don't agree with that one person <laughs> applauding. I know. How would? But what? you're I my friend. I don't understand. You're my why, would, why would anyone want to have a Northern accent? Um, it's something we impose on them.
1: And I and I stuck. I just stuck to my guns because actually I did my first sketch show. I did so many different characters and voices, and I remember meeting somebody for a job, and they said, "Where do you actually come from?" Because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it still does. I think now,
0: yeah. still,
1: I think it matters. You know, if you yeah. if, if you sound northern,
0: that's a shame and that 's sad to think. Well, it's sort of, acting's changed a lot in that way. That um, and I've had a few uh, acts on the on the podcast and talk, discuss this, but it has become more of a uh, an upper class profession, hasn't it? Just in that it's difficult to get started. So if you come from independent wealth mm. and uh, Eton. That these people voted Boris Johnson in as an MP, you know. It's their the fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. What's happening, what I'm going to guess has happened, it hasn't happened yet, but Boris but Johnson... I don't, I, by minister. I,
1: I don't mind all those schools. Yep. I actually genuinely know people at those schools, all those love, those sort of lovely schools around, and I know a football coach at Eton, I know kids that go to Eton, and a lot of these schools around these areas... And actually, they're kind of different now. They're changed. Yeah. And I'm very much, think, probably one of the only people on the circuit who isn't like posh. bash <laughs> I actually don't think there's anything wrong with having an education, and I just think no, that's but all it's, right.
0: But it's not, but then if you live in a society where that's fine, and I agree that like if people are paying for education, you sort of expect to get something back for that if you were if you were going to you know any other any other thing in the world You said i paid extra for this but you get the same no that's not what i have paid extra mm. for but i i think when it means in something like acting if it means that working class actors or people from different parts of the country are unable to get the work because they can't afford to yeah no live I agree. In, you know. okay
1: i understand in that yeah. in that sense but the one thing that's lovely about stand up which i've just been going gone back to the last 3 months um is amazing there's loads of women out there doing stuff it doesn't matter there's loads of different people there's a little old lady is american lady she's about 85 she's a bit like joan rivers she's really rude uh she's hilarious and you know there's people from all over europe different cultures different accents different ages everything and you've really got a voice there and it doesn't matter you know what you are where you come from what your education is at all. So there's still that freedom there, at yeah. least. I, I think you're, what you're talking about is absolutely right
0: Yeah,
1: when you go into perhaps filming and doing even stuff. a little bit
0: with comedy, I think it's, it's gone over into because you sort of have to move to a big city to do it really effectively. So you have to, be, you know, if you move yeah, you to London, you have to... Be able to afford to live in London, and there's so many comedians now. It's actually quite hard to break through and make a living at it. You know, I don't think I'd be successful now if I started now. <laughs> Thank God I started when no one was really. There the is a, of, there's McCauley's quite a f- job.
1: There is quite a few comics now that, and they do they have day jobs as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, the young ones that are starting out, yeah. um and, and they find it quite tough. Um, but it, I mean, you know, it's difficult for most people in London anyway. Living, yeah, I think.
0: So when you did stand <clears> up the first time, how how long did you stand up for when you? we're starting out were you just doing open spots or were you
1: I did open spots but to be honest I I, I got telly I got busy doing telly before I was doing stand up and I remember a comic saying why are you doing stand up because you're on telly already we're doing it to do what you do to get to where you are. And I went, oh, it's just because I'm sort of new here, I don't really know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I did stand up just to sort of make friends. (laughs) Just sort of, I didn't really know many people.
0: Were you doing characters or were you being Fiona Allen, Uh, making observations or...?
1: Observations, but going into characters, so doing voices when there's a reason for it. Like, I do that now and I've come back to it now, but obviously it's, you know, I do quite a bit more minuteage. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I just listen to everybody and just, you know, basically take the pee. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and any characters I can put in there. Not for the sake of it. If I'm saying something, there's a reason for it, then I will. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's what happened. and And that's what. And, and, but I had to stop doing it because I got very busy doing telly and I was doing that job as well and I was doing voiceovers and I suddenly had three kids under five. <laughs> and something had to... I had to give up one of those jobs and if you know if you were me and you had little kids like that I think the stand up would have to go because I'd only just sort of started it and it was at night I, I just I couldn't fit everything
0: in yeah yeah no so so it's, something, it's very so it's, difficult to do three I've got two kids and that's very hard so three. So you're yeah. doing the stand up after all the smack the pony was it after smack the pony I did little it? bits just, yeah,
1: before, just before and then what? I was doing it You know, uh, you know after I was kind of messing around with that and 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 it just got too much yeah
0: absolutely I'm
1: the only reason I've come back to it now is because I've got teenagers and um, I was saying to Richard I'm so fed up of my teenagers they don't do anything (laughs) and um, about three months ago I was like do you know what I had to give them money to empty the dishwasher (laughs) 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 and I just said I've just so had enough I'm going to leave you to it you can make your own tea and they went where are you going and I said I'm just going into Soho and I'm just West End and I'm going to do some stand-up and they went are you kidding I went no make your own dinner and I shut the door and I went <laughs>
0: and we were just standing there and they there, haven't but, been back since no,
1: not kind of not no, I, <laughs> <laughs> so that was about three months ago I and loads of fun though yeah it's really good fun I so. think it's
0: great to come back to I was getting I was saying to backstage that I did I sort of did it in the early 90s and then gave up I, I sort of had a a block on it and I didn't want to do it anymore and then I came back sort of 14 years later and, and started again mm. and I think it is a, a, it's good to have a bit of life experience under your belt but I think it's, oh, good, to, yeah, it's good to have had, have had that time to do other stuff and to have had a life but it's interesting to come back someone like David Deal who didn't take a lot of time off but he mm. didn't do stand-up for a long time and then he's come back with these real powerhouse amazing shows and he was always a good stand-up yes. but, but his last th- well the two I've seen there's a new one coming out just incredibly Good, detailed, fantastic stand-up mm. shows. Um, it's it's good, I think, to take a bit of time away from something, and then if you like, come back to it.
1: I agree, and I think it's one of those things, though. I'm not knocking like a 20 year old doing stand-up at all. No, but you. <laughs> it's kids messing about I think you've got so much more to say when you've as you've said you've been through stuff and you've grown up a little bit and you've seen lots of things have happened to you we all go through things you get married you might have kids you know there's all sorts of there's loads of stuff to talk about you just I couldn't talk about before I was just sort of a daft kid having a mess about really it was still great but I'm I'm enjoying it much more this time
0: sure and also I don't
1: care this time
0: yeah but that that was the same for me I just didn't I didn't care the first time I was worried about what I'd do to get work and whether people would like it and the set, when I came back I just did what I wanted to do which is why my slightly unusual show Someone Likes Yogurt was the way it was and then it was, I did a 40 minute routine about buying yogurts from a supermarket that doesn't and, yeah. surprise and, any uh, of us uh, but that was it that came up from doing clubs and doing like really you know the stuff that I thought was funny rather than the stuff that I thought mm. would get me work but it, it, you know, if it's funny it then does get you work I was on a podcast called Inside the Comedian which is sort of parody of what I'm doing now uh in that it's a, you sort of pretend you, you're pretending to have a different career and you're being interviewed by david reed who's very funny but we we're talking about that I just we were talking about that when you start as a comedian being 20 the sort of arrogance really the sort of confidence you need to go on stage and think what what i'm saying is interesting and funny enough for people to pay me uh and you sort of do have that confidence at twenty, definitely, to do that. because and that's amazing, you know. So I think it's also interesting to not have to go on and go. Well, is what I'm saying interesting enough for people <laughs> to pay me? And and to have a, like a bit of self doubt or about it. But I mean, I think I did doubt when I was twenty. That it was funny, but but also I had the confidence to keep on going back and doing it.
1: I just, I just, I don't know whether I was just kind of a bit hopeless, really. about it. I didn't really overthink it. I just no. went out and did it. And if, if people were laughing and I and and, and it was going really well. I was thinking, oh, I'm really enjoying this. It's so much fun. Yeah. And then I just go, oh, I want to do some more of that. Yeah. So that's the yeah, no, thing. And super. the thing is, you've got to go and be that have that confidence and put yourself out there because otherwise you can't move forward. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And my thing about about comedy though is I mean somebody said it to me once and I was just thought, oh please, you know, this is just looking too deeply into it. But it's about the truth of it. And it's always I totally agree with that now. I didn't get that because yeah. I was doing stuff just to be funny in the beginning. Now I do things which I really, I really mean it. And if I'm taking the piss out of something, yeah. it's because I really mean it. Yeah, and same with me, Henley. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and, um, and I think, I think you know that it's it's much more, a, it's sort of a more satisfying to uh, to to go on stage. Uh, you know, when you really, really, genuinely can't wait to say that. Yeah. that's so much more fun and I'm not in the slightest an offensive comic I don't even pretty much swear in it I don't not really I'm not sort of anti-man or anything like that it's just genuinely stuff It sounds really boring now no (laughs) uh, it's it's just just stuff that comes my way that I feel like I've got something to say and things that irritate me
0: but I think it's also I think that's really interesting when someone is a success you know has become that TV success and done lots of comedy on TV and acting on TV and then to decide to come back to stand up which some people do view as the way to get to those things. So like you're saying that other comedians were saying that to you, the real comedians get it and then come back or, or stay being stand-ups, you know, and so it's about wanting to be a stand-up.
1: And I it's, think It's so. the and freedom choosing... of
0: stand-up, but, it, but it's also... That's interesting. You've, you're very successful in your own right. You don't need to come back to stand-up, but you've chosen to come back to stand-up because you have that urge to, to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and it's just so much fun to do. Yeah. I absolutely, totally enjoy it. I travel about moving from club to club. There's so many interesting people. Um, and you never know. Each night is different. You don't know who's going to say what. It's It's great fun. I mean, yeah. some people kind of don't understand why you would do it or how you would do it or how can you just go and... Talk to complete strangers, and it, its no different than talking to somebody on a checkout in a supermarket to me.
0: These people don't do that.
1: I know. <laughs> no, people, they do. Yeah. They go they to waitros.
0: They don't. They have, they have automated. I live
1: near you, like, you know. I live yeah, about she lives
0: in Bray, so I've had all the—I've had all the background.
1: I know Bray Village. if people actually say, "Are you married?" or "Do you live in Bray?" <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> it's such a peculiar little place. <laughs> Men in red trousers that read there's the Daily Mail. There's a lot mail. of nice
0: restaurants. There's a lot of there's some lovely restaurants. Very yeah. nice. Good. But yeah,
1: a lot of Daily Mail readers.
0: Yeah, really? there, there might be some. There might be some in Henley. I don't know. Oh, never. I'm not sure. I've got. <laughs> I've got a new emergency question that I thought up this morning in the shower. Oh, um, too I much was, information, I was, I was nude when I came up with this. <laughs> I, the reason I was in the shower. The reason I've come up with this question. I was in the shower this morning, and the shower was filling up a bit in the base, and I had to change pull out the, bot- the, the plug bit of the shower and there was a lot of hair in the trap of the shower. You know you know what I'm talking about, right? And But you guys, well, maybe you do. Because, you know, it's coming... Okay, I, so I'm where, where are you going with saying- this question? And I had to take out all this hair, long hair from my wife and myself and it's full of gunk and it's pretty disgusting. I still quite like doing that job. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. Do
1: you know, blokes, the older I get, blokes get weirder Some something- weirder. <laughs> So I,
0: I was going to ask you, what is the most disgusting household chore that, that you secretly quite enjoy doing? Oh, no, I don't enjoy that. i okay. would just
1: put Mr. Muscle down there. Uh, disgusting household chore that I don't, don't mind like? doing? Uh, none. Really? No, none. I, I don't like... Um, no, I'm a neat freak, though. I drive everybody mad. Right. Yeah. Total neat freak. I've got a white gloss kitchen. I don't well, like. Well, so you must, that like, are messy. you
0: must like. You Or you hate dirt yeah, but so, they're not, so much. So you... I do,
1: but it's not like horrible stuff. No. I just. It, but I can't Dirt's tolerate. Dirt and
0: germs I, I, are horrible. I haven't got any. <laughs> no, <no, you're>
1: I <laughs> just haven't got any. Um, so yeah, I can't live with.
0: What about mess. insects getting into the house? Do we get a lot? Do get a lot of flies coming into the house? Does that drive you nuts? Yes. Or do you enjoy murdering them?
1: Yes, it does. Like me nuts. like,
0: and that takes us back. To I your remember, grandfather. Well,
1: because yeah, I know. Yeah, that was seamless, seamless. Um, because yeah, because my mum had a thing about flies, and you right. know, every if you go to Spain, they all have those funny little things on the wind, on the on the doors, don't they? They're sort of hanging out and stop the flies. Oh, yes. And I used to always run through it and get them wrapped around my neck, which I know you'll find quite funny and go and come back like a Scooby Doo little cartoon. It's probably why you're
0: a clean freak now, if you've been through that. Experience. Probably.
1: Oh, my mum was totally. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you know, it was immaculate, always, our oh house, yes, and I, I, that's how I kind of like mine. Okay. But I got a cockapoo, so it's all going really badly wrong. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is that a kind of a weird poo that you do? Oh, the dog. <laughs> the dog cockapoo. Yes, you know is. I've got a is. cockapoo. Um, good. That's my new emergency question. That's just for you, Henley, that one. I might never use it again, but I might do. I have to admit that I enjoy taking it. I quite... It was at the end of the shower. I took it out, and you get sort of dirty again taking the stuff out. Really, there was loads, so much in there. Have you got any therapists? So much not in the there. audience. Because... And it's slightly difficult. You have to tease it out. The one I've got, it's not. Some of them are like a proper you just pick it out and do that. You have to tease it out, pull it out. There's all this hair, and in a way, isn't it beautiful, romantic? It's the hair of me and my wife. No, nope, nothing. There's nothing romantic
1: about that story, and I feel and like dirt. I need to tell you
0: the truth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nothing. You
0: could wear. I could make it into a little merkin, wear it around.
1: You could. Yeah. Sick. You see. Yeah.
0: What's like about that? It's my own hair and my wife's hair. Some of it will be pubic hair. Sorry, this is the way I am. Uh, let's try you on another. Let's try you on a tried and tested emergency question. Uh oh. Well, some of them might not be because I've had to write loads of these. Um, I look. At, here's the one about hair that you might like. I like your hair. This is for dating. This is this is a question for dating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tip. Just say I like fellas. That's a, good, that's a good tip if you're dating. I like your hair, but what was your most disastrous haircut? Warning, don't say the first bit to a bored person or probably the second bit. That's a little dating tip. What's the most disastrous haircut you've had?
1: Uh, I think half of it was short. Okay. And the other half, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Was this yeah. the
0: Hacienda times? Was this back? Yeah, it was before then. Was it? Yeah. Loki inspired.
1: Yeah. I, was, I loved him. Yeah. I I did slightly love him, yeah.
0: He's great. He's very very beautiful sort of, uh, what's the word?
1: But when you're teenagers, you like really stupid pop stars, don't you? All he did was, do you remember Phil Oakey? All he did was this. (laughs) That's all he did. And I fell in love with him because he flicked his hair. He was nice. He had something for
0: everyone. He had something for everyone there. He was a very, and then the long hair and the short hair, you know, he could do that. He could be a man, he could be a lady. It was beautiful. I loved him too. He was all li- man, I Richard liked, uh, I liked uh, the lead singer of Sweet Brian Connolly. That was my favourite one. That's my f- he oh. was my first crush.
1: Ah,
0: interesting. Not Brian Connolly. No, Brian, Brian Connolly. He was Taggart's uh, stepbrother. <laughs> he was. Such they a both nerd. died, That's They both died They both died. of alcohol. I don't think they grew up together, but they were Brian Connolly and Taggart. Not the character, the guy who played him.
1: And you're both going to cheer us up now by yeah. saying they both
0: died. They both died about being of... alcoholics. Um, ah. Yeah. So there you go, There's a fact for you today. <laughs> um, this, is a, this is a question for dating. If I was dating you, this, if we were on a date, this is a question hmm. I'd ask you.
1: Isn't I may it, have left after the plug hole thing. You might be, well, That's saying. not
0: one of my dating questions, that's one of my...
1: Do you know, I think over dinner you would say that. I probably yeah. would, but it's wouldn't a good he? test. Wouldn't he? I think
0: so. It's a good test to see whether I've found the right person. Actually, my wife would ha- hate that question if I'd asked my wife that on the first date. I wouldn't be married to my wife. She, wouldn't, she probably doesn't like me talking about her hair coming out of a plug hole. hope she doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> isn't it, this is a question for dating, isn't it best just to get the sex out of the way as soon as possible in a relationship to discover if there's anything more than physical attraction going on? Uh, worth a try is what I say, and um, it's worth a try.
1: <laughs> is um, I think
0: that's quite a good first date question.
1: Would you actually ask that question?
0: I, I think I might. Well, I'm you know I'm not in the position to date anyone anymore. But if I was, if I we know
1: we know you're covering I've yourself. Got a, I've got you're a wife. So scared in case your wife listens. I've got a wife. <laughs> I'm not in a position to do that, yeah. and I
0: just made it up. Um, and so I, but I I would, if I was single, and I, I might. I think that kind of bluntness think... and honesty is quite a good you See, way bluntness
1: and honesty is great, but that does not come across as blunt and honesty. That I just means a... you just want to just think, have no, a quick one with this I think it's an person who you fancy. Because
0: you're allowed to say no, and then I go, yes, I agree with you, I don't think we should stray. but we could, though. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's do it anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: I, think, I sort of think, uh, from my dating experience, before I met, long before I met my wife, and just before I met my wife, Uh, I've written a book about it, so it's fine. She's aware. I would say uh, it's not a bad idea. Then, then sometimes, like stringing it out. Hmm. If you, you know, just give it a go. Give it a go. See if I come back.
1: I'd rather get to know somebody a bit because uh, otherwise, you know, you can really like somebody and then go off them really, really quickly, and you don't want to. Not you. She's not doing that to you. No. Um, And then I think. I think. You would be stuck then, wouldn't you? It's a bit
0: awkward. Okay. You might be right. I might be wrong. Yeah, you might be wrong. Uh, I wait quite, with my wife, I waited quite a long time before I I was, I was a. It's because she she just didn't like you, did she? (laughs) Well, she she was going out with someone else, to be fair. So it's. uh, Oh, I see. That helps. That helped. Um, But, you know, yeah, so yeah, for it to work out, yeah, you're probably right. Probably wait a bit.
1: Because we've all got boyfriends. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh no, Girlfriends.
1: Neither. I mean, yeah. who you go, you look back and you go, God, how did I go out with him? Yeah. Really, how could I have gone out <laughs> with him? And that's the kind of thing you want to avoid. Yeah. And that's somebody you think you like. Ah, uh, but is that's it? That's like, I, I think. think
0: but I, I actually, I went through a period where I went out with about two or three quite nightmare people who happened to be actresses. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, And I'm I'm very glad that I had those relationships, especially the less famous one. So it's not the one you're thinking of. Uh, I was, it was a a terrible relationship, and it actually made me realise that I shouldn't be putting up with that kind of shit. And I think if I hadn't gone through that relationship, I would have carried on putting on with that kind of shit that I put up with from her for quite a long time. She was a nightmare. Mm. Uh, and, you know, so I think it's good to go through that and work out what you don't want as well as what you do want. I think the problem in our country is we don't date enough people. I think
1: we. I, I, I think that's probably right, but, yeah. you know, I grew up, with, like I said, taught by nuns, common yeah. grandmas all girls' school, and one of three sisters with a Spanish Catholic mum. <laughs> I wasn't exactly encouraged to go out and date lots of different boys, which no. I would definitely say to my kids you go out with different people and don't think you've got to be really serious about anything and you know you just have fun and have a nice time and just as long as I go out with really lovely people hopefully
0: yeah no I agree I'm having so much fun oh fuck me we've been talking for ages have we yeah I haven't you know I've got proper stuff to ask you about wasted it talking about hair down plug holes I regret but, it now but to
1: be fair <laughs> yeah. That, the only person whose fault that is in this room is
0: you. Yeah, but it's yours, your but, fault. To be fair, I think it opened us up to a new. It opened a new relationship between us and the audience. And I, I know think. that
1: you want to knit that together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. um, you were in a very famous sketch show, which was called "We Know Where You Live." How was that?
1: <laughs> that was my there second
0: was, sketch show. Yeah, what was, what was your first one?
1: Uh, I used to, when I first moved to London. Joe Brand was doing a sketch show and. I did all the little extra characters and different voices in the background, and then from that, I got uh, "We Know Where You Live,"
0: which had a pretty impressive cast.
1: Yeah, there was. uh, Do you remember
0: who was in "We Know"? Can you name everyone who was in "Not Everyone"?
1: (laughs) But I can name uh, Sanjeev Bhaskar, Simon Pegg.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Amanda Holden, correct. Myself, correct. You were in it,
1: and two others.
0: One of them was the son of the bloke in Yes Minister. Basil Brush, who oh, did yes. Basil yeah, Brush. yeah, it's true. Yeah,
1: and he talked. About...
0: <laughs> she said to me, "Before I'm never going to say, I'm not going to say anything you'll need to cut out." unless' no, just just stopping, stopping herself saying something about <laughs> Basil Brush. Basil Brush.
1: Um, yeah, I did that, and the, the funniest thing in that sketch show was a critic who who wrote. Uh, in my telly page he said we know where you live what they're going to do come round to my house and make me laugh
0: <laughs> which actually i thought was one of the funniest it's things weird. It? there were so many i mean it's weird simon Pegg has been in quite a few of those sketch shows before he broke through yes uh, he was in another one with sally funny enough wasn't he sort of yeah. six pairs of pants which yeah. we we'll talked to him about yeah. see if he could remember who all the people in that were and it's, there was a lot in the 90s there was a lot of these group shows where people were put together mm. And, and that feels like a, a a group of people put together by someone going, we want them, 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 them. And I yeah. guess you hadn't met any of the people before. Or maybe no, ever. I didn't
1: know any of them because no. I was the only northerner and i have only right. sort of just moved <laughs> to London, really. Uh, but it was loads of fun and I just got the bug then. I just loved that. And yeah. then I, I got called in uh, to smack the pony.
0: Ella um, Kenyon was the other person. Uh, Ella, the, yeah,
1: lovely Ella, yeah. yes. Um, and yeah, so I got called in to that, um, and that was just great fun. I had so much fun.
0: Yeah, and smack the pony. Let's talk about it in our remaining three minutes left of the podcast. It was it was a pretty amazing thing to to happen. I mean, it feels like it's still. It feels like now, uh, female led comedy might become like a big thing at the time in the 90s this was sort of a, a sort of sp- I mean, maybe it was inspired by the spice girls by some executive but it felt like this wow we're finally going to have the the yeah, it wasn't show anything of- to do
1: with spice girls no. it was people wanting to do just just to see more women on tv because you know you were often the in the background of some yeah. guys sketch show mainly
2: yeah
1: um so i think that people were getting a bit fed up of that a little bit bored of that wanted to change that and um they looked around, you know, to see who, who was out there doing a bit of comedy, who did they like, um, and they brought us all in. Um, and I, I mean, I was asked this recently, you know, did you know that this, this was going to be something quite special? And I absolutely knew straight away. I, in fact, because the Vicky, Victoria Powell say, you know, Fiona was the more confident one out of all of them going, this is going to be good. Yeah. I know it's going to be good. And, and it was, and I think I am really, really proud of it. And, you know, they, it was amazing. I remember I, ca- I came up with a character, uh, a bullfighter, and I said, I need a bull, like a real bull. And they were like, OK, we'll get you a bull. And then I came in to work one day and they went, We've got the, we've got the bull. And this, they gave me a picture. And I, was, and I was like, I was so excited. And I got the picture and I was like, Oh, it's brown. Can't have that bull. I can't have that bull, it needs to be black. And they went, oh, really? And then they went to get a black bull. I mean, that's the length they went to. Yeah. <laughs> but it had to be done properly, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was trying to. I was a matador, and they, they got a suit of lights, flew it in from Madrid, and the costume designer put a fig in sparkles there, which I didn't notice until day two. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and and this, this matador had fallen in love with this bull and felt like she just couldn't kill it, so she ran away to Wigan. And she brought the bull with her. And so it was all shot, letterbox. It was really lovely. And I had to film with this bull. But it, it, it was amazing because, you know, the things that we did, the things that we talked about, and it was just us being silly. It wasn't just about, you know, female comics. It was no, it was, what, it was was as good, I think, well, yeah. I'd hope that guys could like that. What I
0: like about it and looking again at it and what I liked about it at the time but looking back it, is that there's a lot of just weird sketches in it and there are yeah, ones that, some that quite the real stuff. A, I found a little funny clip of uh, all the makeup ones which are all like oh that's what it's like being a woman but you yeah. still enjoy them as a man because they're a little view into the world and they, even that one where the, the quite famous one I think with the lipstick at the party yes. where the lipstick gets just gets bigger and bigger around the party. It's, it's sort of, as someone kisses someone else. It's, yeah. a, it's a very good sketch, but it's more surreal than anything. That's not about being a, a woman. I mean, it is obliquely about being a woman because it's about having lipstick. But there but, is. It's, but yeah, the, but it's the silliness, I think, of a lot of it that was enjoyable and the inventiveness. It felt like a home for people who were doing sort of non trad sketches, if you say yeah. I mean Compared um, to, say, the other, those other st- sketch shows that didn't fly that we're trying to be like The Fast Show, we're trying to be like something else. But what like we did thing. was actually
1: quite difficult because what we made a conscious de- decision not to do a catchphrase because, and not to do repetitive characters because, you know, yeah, it's easier to do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we know, I annoy people by saying this, but it, it's easier to do that because you can film in the same yeah. costume all day, you know that. You could be in the same location, which is cheaper. Yeah. Um, you've got a catchphrase, which means you don't have to rewrite yeah. And we did do the opposite of all of that, which made it really, really difficult. You know, really difficult, because, yeah. you know, nothing stayed the same. Um, and we were on the move a lot, and, you know, the, the turnover was huge. Um, and I still stand by that. Um, and comics that do catchphrases don't particularly like it, but I stand by that, and that, to me, is a funny sketch show. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I thoroughly... Uh, enjoyed it and i think um uh i still think it's got legs i mean the thing is it's on all the time isn't it so yeah
0: yeah so you th- there's always the talk i mean you, you've done some specials you did know, a comic relief thing a couple of years ago where you're all yeah. about together again there's always sort of the talk about coming back together well we're then, we
1: are knocking yeah. around ideas we've been knocking around ideas for the last five or six years and then we'll get to the end of it going, oh, i don't want that or oh, let's do this or we're looking at narrative but we are um actually talking about Doing stuff, yeah. so you know we want to. We want to do stuff together, yeah. um, as well as do our own thing.
0: Um, well, yeah. So is it is it it's a possibility still? It still could happen because we. Uh, it sort of was recently said it wasn't going to happen, or it'd been turned down, or. You
1: no, know, no. I think what it was, they didn't want the sketch. They wanted to do us to do something, but not in a sketch form. Right. That's the difference. Um, and I'm still really childish and still like sketches. Which is really I mean, annoying. But, I and still I also love them. think
0: it would be. And in the old days, it used to be like for older people to do, you know, people who aren't in their twenties. By I mean, by older people, which includes all of us. You know, they, the two Ronnies were doing sketches until they died, basically. And yeah. you know, Dick Emery was mm. doing these sketches when he was old. It's now like seen as a young person's thing, and then you do it and you move on to something else. But actually, I think the same as with stand-up. If you, uh, funny is it funny, and
1: yeah, I don't yeah. think funny. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, we've all got friends who are older and younger you know i've got a friend you know when i moved to braid i moved out of london to Brave it's completely full of these characters and one of my friends is something like i think she's 75 she absolutely has me in stitches you know yeah and she's as funny as my mate who's 35 sure. i mean to me i don't care about age no and i don't think it matters at all
0: and people i mean it's and i think with a sketch show it's there's only a few that come along that people remember as fondly as you know, there's one a decade sort of thing, isn't there? Or one yeah. every five years where some people remember it. I think people would want to see the three of you, especially, and there's more than three really, isn't there? But there's mm. the, three main, the three main people in it. You're all very, extremely talented people. It'd be great to see what you would come up with now. So I hope they, I hope they well, do. Well, we are. We're
1: working on something. Yeah. So, I mean, it just sounds pathetic we're not saying anything because it's just, um, it's it's only in the beginnings. This new idea is really right at the beginning. Yeah. So we'll shout about it if it, moves forward
0: yeah that's good there's, there's you know that's there's there's lots of younger people coming through now but i think that's it's interesting that
1: i think there's room for everyone yeah i think there actually is room. And TV, because everyone's got be so honest, many different
0: tastes only right? people over 50 watch tv now so would well, you not... know my son has never watched tv <laughs> exactly. so... everything's
1: on a tablet or a, he thinks it's really old-fashioned you know i like tellies i'm guessing people in here like tellies we like big flat screen tellies right
0: they don't like podcasts that's why I can tell you and I he mean the other not, ones out there he doesn't understand it <laughs>
1: no. he genuinely thinks it's a really because why why have you got a telly and, I, and I'm going but I feel like <laughs> you know those people that still like vinyl I feel a bit like that yeah because he goes why are you watching tellies it's just odd
0: yeah it, and I just think is. I it's, like it, tellies it's over it's over but not for our generation our generation will carry on watching it and we're yeah. going to live for a you know
1: I'm going to do it on principle yeah I'm going to get a bigger <laughs>
0: one yeah they're not like, good. Telly is good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, look. Well, we've got not very much longer. We're doing that. We've got a couple more questions. I was loads of loads of stuff you've done as well, and lots of acting and uh, fat slags. I wanted to talk to you You're in the fat slags cartoon.
1: Oh yes. You're if anybody one of the read fat Viz, slags.
0: yeah. Who, who remembers Viz? I mean, it's still going. Anyone still? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we do you did, we did. portrayed, is it Tracy or Sandra? Is it Tracy? Um, do you remember?
1: I, I was Sandra. Yeah. I was the one with the red dog poo hairdo. <laughs> and we had to kind of wear a huge big fat suit and run around Bond Street. And it was so much fun. I, 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 I laughed and laughed and laughed. I couldn't believe I was getting paid for doing that. It was just so, it was hilarious. In a shell suit. <laughs> Running up and down Bond Street with Naomi Campbell in it. And of course, there's people kind of got like looking, not quite sure. I really had a fat suit. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do very well that film because um, it was American money. What was it? I think they didn't understand that kind of humor. Yeah. And they'd taken out a lot of the jokes. Right. I mean, this is nothing to do with me, this is to do with the director and the whatever, but I think. You know, Ed buy, did a good job, yeah. um, really, and I, I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, it's with you know a lot of British films. It's very rare again for a British film to mm. break through, isn't it? Yeah, and so there's all of these.
1: It films. wasn't nearly going to.
0: No, but there's <laughs> but, a, but there's so many. Every time fair. I interview anyone who's an, an actor or you know gone into those comedy films, they'll have ten or five. You know, they'll have five films on their TV that I've never heard of, that have, you know, that, yeah. are, that have come up. There's all these British films being made. I've even got a couple, and I don't really do much acting. There's all these British films that come up and either disappear or... Mm. You know, it's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? You did yeah. you, you did a Smack the Pony cast one with it about the sort of female gladiators.
1: Yeah, we did. It we, was we, we set in 55 BC, yeah. called Gladiatress, and... Uh, I remember the producer saying, you know, he wanted us all to kind of look quite cute and everything. And I was doing a little bit of research, and I found out that in 55 BC, women used to fight alongside the men. And um, I found this fantastic uh, drawing of... um, And this woman had a shaved head and, like, fake hair and a tattoo... Um, and you know painted on it was mad the face and the producer went don't you dare <laughs> Just don't you dare and i thought oh, i've got to so i shaved my head and got the fake tattoo on and did the thing and and it was the scariest looking face it was brilliant <laughs> i mean again that didn't do great that movie <laughs> it's because of the
0: tattoo you uh, uh, like but
1: that. again i had i had a lot of fun doing it yeah it was great yeah
0: but, you know, it's interesting that it? you don't know... It. Well, you did know with Smack the Pony before it started. Sometimes you get a feeling that something's going to be... But there's so many people involved in the... You know, there's lots of those films, you watch them, and they're great, or there's something... I think, say, for example, the League of Gentlemen film is oh, really great, but it did that didn't really even break through, you know, that, mm. and even with the League of Gentlemen... No, you're absolutely but...
1: right. There's loads and loads of stuff out there that you'll just... They get made, but yeah. you never see the light of day. It's so... crazy
0: with films. With films yeah. more than anything, because with TV, I think people will see it, yeah. It's on and people see it. But if it's a film and you don't choose to go and see it and um, it, it's not Awkward. on in cinemas. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but they've got this, there's so many people's jobs involved, isn't it? You could do a fantastic job doing your particular part of it, but mm-hmm. if someone else screws up or if something else goes wrong or it's edited badly or if it's not promoted properly, then that's the end of it. It's it's a sort of bizarre thing yeah. that the thing with the most money behind it is the is the one that more but, things disappear from, you know. Yeah.
1: It's quite but interesting. It, I don't know, they, they keep making them.
0: They do. <laughs> they do. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be in one if anyone wants to offer me a part, <laughs> despite my rudeness. Um, well, look, I think we're going to have to wrap it up because there's another comedian coming on into this venue, and I hope everyone could hear the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra playing in the background <laughs> for me. It was nice yeah. of them to turn up uh, to play for... Just to be just to sort of annoyingly... In the background. I know. It's a
1: little bit there's, odd, isn't there's it? There's just
0: someone dicking around on a piano it's, now. He's not in the, any orchestra.
1: It's kind of nice. Yeah. Just odd timing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gone quiet now. Now they're shut up. Now we're about to finish.
1: Yeah, bye. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's been so lovely to talk to you, and thank you for coming on to the podcast. We uh, will look much. out for you on, you'll be sort of touring comedy clubs and maybe doing Edinburgh 2020. Yeah. Right, so hopefully. Thank for that. Uh, and thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Fiona Allen. Yeah. I love you, Henley. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring and my guest, Fiona Allen. Thank you to Pest for providing the music for these credits. I'd like to thank everyone at the Henley Festival, everyone at Go Faster Stripe, especially Chris Evans, not that one. Everyone at ACAST for all your hard work. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. This is a Fuzz, Go Faster Stripe, and Sky Potato production. Go to rahalastupa.co.uk to find out more about this podcast. Become a member and get loads of cool extras and a badge and lots of other stuff as well. It's like the Dennis the Menace fan club now, my fan friends. See ya!